Kia ora and welcome. I'm Boris Lamont and you're listening to the New Zealand Wine Podcast. In this episode we're carrying on a series of regional updates for the harvest of 2020. We're speaking this episode with wineries and winemakers from the Auckland region. If you'd like to find out more you can find their websites in the description of this podcast. So right now let's go have a chat. My name is Michael Brykovich and I'm the winemaker at Kumu River Wines. Our winery is located in Kumu, just to the northwest of Auckland City. And quite a few of our grapes still come from this region, the Kumu region, but we also have a vineyard in Hawke's Bay where we draw Chardonnay, Sauvignon Blanc and Pinot Noir. But the majority of our fruit comes from Kumu. Very good. And so how was the year leading up to harvest? If we go back to to spring last year how was that for you spring was was very good it was early and and dry so we had very good flowering conditions so our yield was nice and even and and a reasonably sized crop without being over the top but it was early and that and that really did bring the vintage on between seven and ten days earlier than usual so we were harvesting in february Normally, wow. we would expect to start around about the 20, 20th to 25th of February, but we were a bit earlier than that with our sparkling wine. But it meant everything was over and done with before the lockdown, which was very fortunate. Yes, so, yeah, uh, yes. yeah, no, indeed. And so spring was good. You had good good flowering, yep. no unusual then, events. We, we had a bit of rain around Christmas time. In fact, there's a bit of a flood here at the back of the winery. But since then, conditions have been very dry. So right through January, very dry, drought-like conditions. But fortunately, not too warm. So even though we're a long way north, we still have the big influence of the oceans, both to the east and to the west. And so with the cloud cover that we get, our temperatures never go over 30 degrees. And this year we had one day that just got to 30 degrees. The rest, you know, we were in the high 20s, so it was good, mild, ripening conditions. But the most important thing was that it was dry and pretty much uh, disease-free. So right through that January into February, just fantastic ripening conditions. Yeah, very good. And so how did that lead into the fruit? Looking good, like nice big bunches? Well, not so much big bunches, but just good even ripening. Mm-hmm. And we could pick when we when we wanted to. So we were not under any pressure from rain or disease or anything like that. And so it was patently obvious that things were going to be early. And so we, we picked things when they were at their optimum ripeness. And the, the flavours and aromas that we got from the fruit you know, during fermentation were just stunning. I mean, we had a, a fantastic 2019 vintage as well with similar conditions. Not quite as early, but then 2020 came along and we think it's even better. Great. And maybe just to remind people the varietals that you've got there and were there any that you're particularly excited about? Well, our major emphasis is the Chardonnay variety, and that accounts for about three quarters of our production. So it's a very important part, both from Kumu and from Hawke's Bay. But the flavours and aromas and the differentiation that we got this year between different sites, so the real expression of terroir is quite stunning. And we have a number of single vineyard sites, Hunting Hill, Coddington, and Matthews Vineyard, uh, the main ones, and they, they just... Uh, Absolutely outstanding wines, very well balanced too. So the acidity's 
were a bit lower than usual, but you know there wasn't a lot of malic acid there. So even after the malic's gone, they're still very well balanced. The other main varieties we have uh, Pinot Gris and Pinot Noir, and we have Sauvignon Blanc, which only comes to us from uh, the hill country of Hawke's Bay, so on, on limestone soils down there. But it, in Auckland, it's the major emphasis, once again, is Chardonnay, a bit of Pinot Gris and a bit of Pinot Noir. And the Pinot Noir here was, was as good as it's ever been. We, we have our hunting hill Pinot Noir, and it, the flavours and, and the ripeness are just extraordinary. Wow, that's great. That's very exciting to hear. And so when, when will people be able to speak the Chardonnay, say... Um, to be able to access that you've got another maybe year do you yeah more or less most of our chardonnays go through barrel fermentation and so they are just finishing up now and finishing up with the milos they'll be in barrel in in most cases until february next year uh, when they're taken out so that the new stuff can come in but and we will bottle uh, may and june next year for most of it but our village level chardonnay wines don't see as much oak and they are taken out before the end of the year and blended with the stainless steel component and and often bottled even before the end of the current year so we um we are or will be bottling some 2020 chardonnays before the end of the year and certainly sauvignon blanc actually we're bottling tomorrow right so, so that comes pretty pretty quickly great okay so not not too long for people to wait to to try that 2020 which sounds like it's going to be an exciting year but also for some of those other labels the they'll be able to access the 2019 will they just coming through the 2019 is just about to be released yeah so they, they were bottled in june in fact this coming weekend we we have our launch weekend for the 2019 vintage for the estate chardonnay Coddington, Hunting Hill and Matty's Vineyard and, and the Rays Road Chardonnay from Hawke's is already on the market. But 2019, the, the wines are looking incredible. In, you know, just one of the best vintages I've experienced in my time here, really ranking up there with the 2010, 2014. But like I say, 2020 comes along and says, uh, you know, I'll show you how it's done. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's a fantastic year and, and as I mentioned earlier we were very fortunate that all of the grapes were in in fact we got all the Pinot Noir pressed and out of tanks before we went into lockdown so we could then mm. go and uh, monitor fermentations and and look after the wines in the cellar with a minimum of staff so it was just myself and, and my winemaker Nigel Tibbetts who who stayed on and, and everyone else could stay home apart from uh, my immediate family actually my, my two brothers my sister were here as well just on and off just to keep the place ticking over but most of our staff uh, went went on leave for about a month until we, we were able to come back and start uh, preparing for the bottling of the 2019s. Yeah well that, that did work out well and by the sounds of the how the vintage is that's really exciting for the for the rest of us to, <laughs> to know that that's all come in and we'll be able to really look forward to that as yeah. well as the 19. <laughs> yeah. Good. No, no we're very happy. Hey thanks Michael appreciate you giving us that quick update on this year's vintage. No problem at all thanks Boris. Cheers. Hi Pete. Hi there. How are you? Good, thanks, Boris. Hey, thanks very much for coming on this 
episode. And perhaps if you could just start by telling us, uh, introducing yourself and where you are. Yeah, sure. No, great to be here. Thanks, Boris. Um, so I'm Pete Turner. I'm the winemaker for The Hunting Lodge, and we are based in Waimaku, West Auckland. Very good. And so 2020, how was the year through, say, spring and summer leading up to, leading up to harvest, if we start from there, perhaps? Yeah, I mean, obviously it turned into a very interesting vintage, quite challenging for reasons that we're not used to, obviously. But um, it was a, a fantastic growing season in Auckland, I think, and everyone will agree with that. We sort of came off the back of a, a very sort of mild, dry winter and actually had some very settled weather during flowering for the most part. And so we had quite nice, even and good um, fruit set. And so reasonably good crop load. So, and that, you know, coincided with a, a really dry summer. We were in drought conditions, obviously. And, you know, with the clay soils out here in West Auckland, you know, things can get pretty, pretty dry pretty quickly, actually. Even though the, um, you know, the water that they need is actually never too far away just because of the holding capacity of the soils. We, we did experience a bit of hail, very sort of isolated hail showers, very early spring, which really only affected the Chardonnay crop for us. So we were down a little bit there, and I think a few of our neighbours had similar experiences. Right, okay. And so, yeah, a little bit of a challenge there with that, but generally pretty, a, a pretty good spring through summer. Um, oh, it's fantastic, really. Yeah, we, um, yeah. Do you have to yeah, irrigate at all with, with low water or no? No, apart from some very young vines we've got just establishing, which we haven't had a crop of yet. So they're literally only sort of one to two years old. So still establishing their roots. So we yeah. did have to give them a little bit of a drink every now and then. But as far as our established vines, no, we never never normally need to water. And then the, you know, the fine weather uh, just continued right throughout the growing season. And so there was very little disease pressure, even though there was a reasonable crop load, you know, we had fantastic weather to actually ripen it. So, you know, wine growing in Auckland can be challenging, particularly with humidity and, and rain in particular. But, um, you know, we were lucky we could sort of pull back quite a bit on the um, sprays this year and things. So, yeah, very pleasing. Good, good, good. And then, leading it so when did when did you start picking when does that when did that start for you this year it was yeah it was it was really early uh we had i mean bud burst in the chardonnay was particularly early just following that sort of fairly warm mild winter and yeah we had bud burst i think in in july we started picking we do a little bit of contract wine making at the hunting lodge as well so first grapes we received were i think the last week of february which was auckland chardonnay and our own Chardonnay was not far behind that at all. It was one of the earliest vintages I remember, having been at the site for a number of years, but one of the earliest vintages I remember of pulling in Chardonnay, which would have been, I think, the first week of March for us. And it's, it's a very, it's quite a, a long vintage for us at the Hunting Lodge. Not too intense, but long, just because we, um, we start in Auckland and we finish with Central Otago. We bring in fruit from all regions. So, yeah, so we took off the Chardonnay early March and then the Savvy was a couple of weeks behind that. And that's what our home block fruit comprises of mostly is, is Sauvignon Blanc from some really old Sauvignon vines and Chardonnay. Okay. So that took you 
into the beginning of of lockdown to finish off the pick did it or had you nearly were you nearly done it, it did we we had decided to harvest the sauvignon blanc in two pa- passes which we often do just to you know just get to get a bit more complexity in, in the final blend there so we had some nice sort of punchy um, herbaceous characters earlier on and then some more sort of riper tropical more richness in the wines by leaving half of the block on for another couple of weeks so we were lucky enough that, you know, it's, it's a pretty small vineyard, our home block here, so we could use our labour on hand in, in the winery and bottling team as well to help with pick. So that did occur, that second pick did occur inside lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, but part was fairly straightforward as opposed to other regions, which we had some beautiful organic Pinot Noir that had just been hand-picked in, in Marlborough when they announced level three, level four, sorry. And, of course, it, all the uh, transport turned to custard uh, crossing the Cook Strait. So we were struggling to get that fruit up to Auckland. So that was just one sort of challenge. Mm. Yeah, but the weather, the weather played ball and didn't put pressure on trying to get it all Not, done quickly. No, you know, it really was a, a dream run from that perspective. We could, you know, often we are having to make forced picking decisions which are weather related here in Auckland, just as the nature of the beast. But this year, as it was in, in most regions, really, you know, we could just choose exactly when we wanted to pick, which was fantastic. Yeah, good. And how's it looking, the fruit from uh, your local your local vineyards there? Your local... Yeah, really good. I mean, the Chardonnay looks fantastic. It came in sort of perfectly balanced in terms of numbers that we were looking for, but also, you know, the flavours were the flavours to match, most importantly. So we're down a little bit in terms of volume, but the quality, you know, makes up for that. So it's looking looking fantastic. And the Sauvignon as well, you know, we've got some great characters there. I mean, I always tend to get a little bit excited, you know, when you're still running on the higher vintage, you know, thinking that that was the best ever. But um, <laughs> then reality sets in as the wine sort of develop a little bit over time. But just tasting through the chart and the savvy barrels the other day, and, you know, they're really starting to fill out already. And, you know, the, the palette in particular looking really smart. Yeah, so pretty confident with those. The Sauvignon Blanc, we normally leave in barrel for about eight eight months it's a 100% barrel ferment that we do wild barrel ferment we've got a very sort of clean ferments this year as well using the indigenous yeast which we we like to think comes from the vineyard reality is we're never quite sure where they come from so nice clean ferments went really well and the wines are yeah just sitting doing their thing on lees at the moment right okay and so when when do they get released to for the sewing on a little bit earlier would that be later this year and yeah so so about eight months in barrel for the sauvignon then we'll um, look to get that out of barrel and put that together and normally bottle that in december or early january and then the chardonnay typically nine months in oak so we'll be getting that out just before the next vintage rolls in and then give it a little bit of time just in stainless steel before we bottle that and then, so the Sauvignon Blanc, we typically release, you know, two or three months following bottling and the Chardonnay sort of maybe three to four, just depending on how it's looking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Chardonnay might be, what, this time next year or a little bit later yeah. next year? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Probably about this time. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, fantastic. Well, that's great. Sounds like a, an exciting an exciting vintage and great that everything played along with the overall challenge of, of picking during the during COVID. So, yeah, well done. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, we're, we're very happy. Yeah, fantastic. We look forward to trying those. Thanks, great. Pete. Great. Good talking to you, Boris. Cheers. So, hi, James. Hi, Boris. How are you? I'm um, great. Thanks. Thanks for taking the time to join us on this podcast. So perhaps if you could just start by telling us uh, who you are and, and where you're from and where you're, where you're situated. Certainly. I'm James Rowan. I'm the winemaker for Westbrook Winery in Waimauku, which I suppose most people go, where's Waimauku? It's in Auckland, um, somewhere near Kumu. Yep. Fantastic. Thank you. And so how was this year? So going back to say spring and into summer, how was the season for you where you are? Well, um, I, I suppose the, the interesting thing that happened to us was Renee, our assistant winemaker and I were at work early one morning and we heard some wind and then we heard some hail and we forced the back door open and saw that the backyard was white and there's nothing much you can do about hail when it no, hits. No, no. So our first, you know, with a, with a, it was a nice warm spring, everything was going fine, but then to suddenly lose a whole load of shoots with fruit on them was, yeah, a little bit of a shock. We've certainly seen the influence of that on pruning now when we're trying to select canes because we've got bud burst coming up again. But yeah, so that was our introduction to what was going to be a very, very hot and dry and one could use the word entertaining vintage. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so when, when abouts was that? Sorry. When did you um, say that? Uh, we would probably be at uh, four leaf. So that would have been in uh, October, November. Oh, okay. Okay. So quite yeah. late, just, just about quite, heading quite into, late, yes. heading into yeah. summer then. Yeah. yeah and so, October. yeah. Yeah. So it reduced yeah. the sort of number of the, the flowers. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the florets, um, mm-hmm. therefore the bunches. And to give you an example where we would normally from our home block of the Chardonnay make about 20, 24 barrels. We've got nine this year. Wow. Beautiful Chardonnay, but um, yes. it's a little bit disheartening. But it is beautiful Chardonnay. It's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so just yeah. not very much of it. Yeah, no, that, that, yeah, that's certainly a bit of a shame and quite localised often, isn't it? A hail shower. Very much so, mm. yes. Mm. We normally worry about frost even where we are. We, we have, you know, during the winter, minus five, minus four out at the winery. Mm. Which you think strange for Auckland, but it's not really. Mm. Um, that's what we love about those little cooler sites, those little valleys. Gives amazing fruit flavours, but it's a, a little risk that we play. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And and so then and how togas, was so- togas don't work? Say again. Togas don't work. Oh yeah. <laughs> no. And um, so how how was summer then? Uh, it was a dry summer for Auckland. Well, with Auckland, we play with humidity. So our canopy management's very much open, a lot of shoot thinning, a lot of leaf plucking. But it was the humidity that knocked the stuffing out of everyone working in the vineyard. So we do a lot of open canopy management. And the team that work in the vineyards, we bought them, or I bought them, water packs for their backs. And they were just constantly filling them up with ice and water. And yeah, drenching days. And we all noticed it at home at night. You know, everyone was sleeping under sheets and sweating like anything. It was, mm. uh, yeah. And that has a lot, quite an effect on how you, you run your vineyard. We certainly yep. are trying to go for low spray regimes and it was more about canopy management. And that was the most we could do. Right, okay. And, got, that, and that's just getting the air through, yeah? So you don't Getting, have, getting uh, the air through and 
obviously we had a smaller amount of fruit with the decreased moisture levels in the soil. The berries were smaller, mm -hmm. which has an ongoing effect to when things will ripen and what the, the flavor and texture profiles of the final juice and wine are like. Yes. Okay. And so how, how has that flowed through from what you've seen so far after, after harvest well, and what you're stunning. looking at? Um, stunning. But you know, if I, you talk about that Chardonnay, we've only got nine barrels of it. So like Alpino Gris, we probably cropped a third about what we normally crop, but it meant we could make a style of wine, which is very unctuous, very textural. Uh, yeah, it's beautiful wine. It's bottled <laughs> and has been well sampled. So that's been great. I made a decision this year not to make too much red wine because I didn't know how it was going to go. We possibly could have done very well, but what red grapes we do have, we actually make into rosé. So quite stunning rosés coming off everything that we've made into rosé. Um, and what varietals are you using for rosé? In Auckland, I use Malbec, Pinot Noir and Cabernet Franc. Yep. Um, I've got clients up in Masakana, again, Malbec and Cabernet Franc, Merlot. And there's a little bit of Syrah popping into a few of them. Um, okay. And they're actually allocated blocks for rosé, yes. Yep. And they are made from red, and the rosés are made from red grapes. It's not like a, a Pinot Gris sort of rosé product. Um, right, they, yes. Yeah, they are red grape based. Okay, so yeah, you've mentioned the Pinot Gris, the rosé and the Chardonnay. You said you yeah. didn't really didn't really f do much with the reds did you do do something or not not not, a, not off the westbrook block but okay. certainly on waiheke island we've got a client that makes a lot of syrah and they're absolute stunners i thought the 19s were fantastic which they were especially because we've been rolling on after 17 and 18. the 19s i was drinking them last night but the 20s look fantastic and right. I suppose that again goes back to the rosé thing, though, is that if you're making it out of red grapes and you've got stunning red wine in the cellar, you are going to have some colourful rosés. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, you've got, got wrong with so you've got some lovely, lovely stuff coming out of your, your vineyards out west, like concentrated, yes. lots of depth, but obviously down a little bit on the volume. And, and you've just touched on Waiheke. How is it, how is it for them? How is, oh, how to, dry as anything. And if I've lived on Waiheke for a few years because you're all on tank water there. And I think there's a lot of water deliveries. There was even some irrigation going on in vineyards, mm -hmm. uh, just getting out there and getting, especially onto young vines where you're establishing a vineyard. Yep. Very much so in, down that path. Right. But in saying that though, like at the beginning of the season, Auckland Springs do actually bring weather. And if I think about the first, I was in Taiwan in February and I came back Within a week of me coming back, we already had fruit into the winery, and that was actually a Matacana Chardonnay. That vineyard has already bud burst. Wow. This year. Like um, now. Okay. And just, yeah, just for like it actually happened about, a, happened about a month ago. Wow. And you're going, this is incredible. You know, you've got very warm, dry soils. And because you know, we're all on clay, that clay soil, which gets cold during the winter, sort of halts vine growth starting up. You have to wait for the soil to warm up. But, um, we haven't had a cold winter and yeah, they've already got bud burst. You know, like there's daffodils around everywhere as well. Yes. Uh, yes. I've seen those popping through. Yes. And just, just, just for listeners, so they know we're actually on the, we're recording this late July. So that's the context of the, of the time we're talking about. And okay. But again, good flavor profile out of oh, Waiheke. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah brilliant. Waiheke. Mm. It's, um, mm. the, yeah, the reds are stunning. Thank goodness. Yeah. yeah. Another vintage. Um, but, let's hope everyone but, can sell their wine as well. It's, especially when you, I think New Zealand looks at itself being quite tourist based. 
Yes. And, you know, Rocky Island is like that. To be able to move that product, you need the tourist destinations to be open. Mm. Yes. That was, yeah, that's that was right. slowly down. Yeah. And, but a little bit down on volume, would you say too, for Waiheke, similar to other parts of Yeah, Auckland? not as much yeah. as we were. Right. So I think that, that hail effect that had, we had. Yes. But the berry sizes as well, like you can certainly tell on a vintage where there has been more soil moisture. We've had two years of low soil moisture now. And even though you've got established vines and those roots go nice and deep, it does show in your berry, berry weights. Yep. And you touched also on Matacana. How was, what was your view on that? Well, they, uh, yeah, yeah, lovely. Um, Chardonnay, actually, I was mentioning, lovely off that block for Brick Bay. The reds, I still think there's a little bit of a cool patch somewhere during the growing season, and that can sometimes put the vines back a little bit. You think, when was the cool patch this summer? No, there was. There was, and it does slow things down. But everything came in clean. There wasn't, you know, wasn't necessarily any disease issue. Mm, mm. Um, but we again saw some vascular degradation where the vines just start shutting down because once bud burst starts, it's almost like a timing clock that goes on. They've only got so much time to ripen that fruit. And I think just the, the dry vintage started to have its effect and the vines started shutting down. Right. But there's yeah. certainly some lovely texture in the wines. Definitely lovely texture. And we sounds like we can see perhaps some of those whites from you fairly soon. Yeah, well, we've just started bottling, or well, bottle Pinot Gris, we're bottling rosés. There always seems to be great pressure on to bottle rosés. They're the first ones to go out. And the Chardonnays, I won't be pulling them out of barrel till probably November, December, but that's when I normally do it. And I certainly will see them being bottled in December, January. Right. But they, they, look, amazing. they look amazing. Yes. Yeah, f- yeah, fantastic. And I suppose a bit of variation on when the release dates are for some of what you're doing for Matakana and Waiheke, just depending on the varietal. And- yeah, the variety and um, what their stock holdings are of other, you know, of yes. their other wines as well. Yeah, yeah. I think it always has a bit of a flow-on effect to that. It's not, uh, I actually had a, our Taiwanese importer in yesterday and he said, oh, when can I have that? And I said, oh, probably in about three years' time that we've still got these vintages to get through. Mm. Um, but in the same breath, we were tasting some of our older wines and they look be- beautiful. We, we sort of make for time rather than the other way around. Um, right, yeah. yes, yeah. Oh, well, it certainly sounds like yeah, we can look forward shortly to some of those whites, which um, sound like they're going to have some real interesting depths and depth and characteristics to them and then yeah we can be patient yeah, but know that the 2020 <laughs> reds are going to be uh, exciting as well when they, oh, when they are. stunning and um, and built for time as well which i think is a, a great thing yeah nice yeah fantastic yeah. hey that's perfect thanks yeah. james i really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us about the 2020 harvest oh, excellent all. Fantastic. Yeah, um, all right. I hope you hear good stories from everyone else as well. Okay. Well, we are. We are. I think all around the country, it's sounding like so far, it's, uh, it's, a, it's going to be a great year. Hi, Tyler. Hi. Thanks for joining us on this podcast. And if you could just please introduce yourself and where you are and where the, the vines are that we're speaking about today. Yeah, no problem. So my name's Tyler Soldier. I'm part of, the, part of the family at Soldier's Estate Winery out in Kumu out west Auckland yeah very good very good and so how was this this season how was maybe if we go back and start it at spring last year leading into summer how was that out where you are 
Well, I started off pretty well. Yeah, no, no real issues at all, which is always a good start, but you can never sort of get your hopes up too high from that point onwards. Yep. You never know what's going to happen, but yeah, all good from the start. Yep. Okay, so spring was spring was good. You got good sort of flowering and nothing major happened for you leading into summer? No, yeah, nothing major. Just a good start, no no. No cold spells or anything. Not much rain either. I think most of the summer was pretty dry out, out West Auckland, but good start. No, nothing to worry about, which is good. Yep. Okay. And then, yeah, so you went through summer and obviously Auckland had uh, one of the driest summers on record for, for some time. Yes. And so that was that was okay, okay for you? Did you have much of a, a struggle with that or was that actually a good good outcome? Good outcome for us. I mean, often late in the season, you can get, if it does get that extra rain, you get that humidity coming through as well. For certain varieties like Pinot Gris, that can be a little little bit of a struggle near the end of the season, but with that dryness, it was, it was good. Okay, good. So, good amount of fruit at the end of summer? Great amount of fruit. The Pinot Gris probably was the standout volume-wise for us, because we grow on site, we grow uh, Chardonnay, Pinot Gris, um, and a really small batch of Pinotage. Mm-hmm. And the Chardonnay was really good. The Pinot Gris, probably the largest volume we've had since we've been been in Kumu. And then the Pinotage was really just, just top quality fruit coming through. Great. Okay. And so leading into, when did, when did picking start for you this year? A little bit earlier than normal. Both the Pinot Gris Chardonnay pretty early on, probably a week or two earlier than normal. So um, what, is, and then we, what is that? When, when's that? Um, so it sort of was in the middle of March, um, okay. from from memory, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. March, April, normally we get grapes in. For the pinotage we picked, I think it was the day before we went into lockdown. So okay. pretty fortuitous with that. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, okay. And did you have to do any of the pick through lockdown? Not from our not from our grapes in Kumu. Uh, okay. we, we contract grow in other regions, so we did get grapes up during that lockdown period. But um, yep. we, we got all the grapes off our Kumi site beforehand, which was good. Right, okay, excellent. And so how's, how's it looking? How's the fruit looking so far? Looking great. Not quite ready to be bottled. The Pinotage is an oak, which is probably the first time we've actually really, really focused on the Pinotage. The Pinot Gris looking really good. Same same for the Chardonnay. We don't make a, the Chardonnay's a premium wine for us, so we don't make that every year, but this is definitely going to be a year that we we put some extra extra time and effort into that in the oak okay and so when would that be about this time next year will you be releasing that or a bit earlier uh maybe a bit later actually um okay. normally it's sort of a year year and a half in oak for that chardonnay and then a good six months of bottle age before we release it but we'll see what happens in a in a year and a half time yeah um, yeah okay but it is a bit of a way off but sounds like it's worth waiting for yes definitely definitely yeah. this year Exciting. And the Pinot Gris? When the Pinot Gris, that? um, that'll probably be a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say, yeah, September, October. We had a good vintage last year as well for the Pinot Gris, so we had quite a volume both years, which was good for us, and we're happy with that. So, yeah, a couple of months, I'd say. Yep, yep. And you said you, didn't, you don't do the Chardonnay every year. When was yes. the last year that did you have, have – do you have some 2019, or when was the last year that – the really 2019, think. that's still an oak. We didn't do it the previous year. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've still, we're selling our 2016 vintage currently. So we, we oh, okay. So yeah, we're happy to, happy to let it age that little bit longer before, before selling it. 
Okay, so people wanting something, they can grab the, the 2016 and have to be a little bit more patient for the yes. 2019 <laughs> and, 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 and a little bit more patient for the 2020, but uh, yes, it'll yes. be worth, worth waiting for. Very yes. good. Hey, thanks, Tyler, for that sort of quick little snippet into, into how it was, and we're pleased that it's sounding exciting and yep. pleased that it was all able to go ahead given the, given the challenges. So, yeah, good news. Yes, yeah, definitely. Pretty lucky to be able to operate, so I'm happy with that. Yes, fantastic. Hey, cheers, Tyler. No worries at all, Boris. You have been listening to winemakers from the Auckland region giving their updates on the harvest for 2020 and how they think it's looking. If you want to find out more about any of the wineries that we've spoken to today, just check out the description to this podcast and you'll see links to their websites. You can also have a listen to some of the other regional updates and check out some of the other New Zealand wine podcasts with stories from people in the wine industry here in New Zealand. And also have a look at podcast.nz where you'll find a range of other great podcasts from New Zealand. This episode was brought to you by Bizebu.com. Let's get your business started. We look forward to your company again very shortly. Thanks for listening in. Hey, corner mai. Bye for now.